the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to you, and welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Packworth from BuffaloSportsPage.com and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. And today, this is a, well, the second time we've done it from here, right? Uh, from the yeah. SpotTrack.com headquarters, right. as opposed to, uh, you know, the studios that we normally record from. And I was going to say, since uh, we, you know, I'm not going to lie to people, we're having a beer while yeah. we're doing this because it's the holidays. And this may be a regular thing if we're getting. Kevin lives in It's going to cost me a fortune. <laughs> I need to move. Uh, I, I save the good stuff for special occasions, Paul. Uh, it's your tolerance level. I like, you know, like to drink the, the heavy stuff. That's right. Right. Dive into some math for an hour. Yeah. We used to, uh, my cousin's ex-husband, I could say that now, he's ex, I used to think he was such a dick uh, on the holidays. He'd sit over and read a book, right? Oh, no. That's the winner. Now I get it. <laughs> right? Nisky weed in a recliner? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is. Uh, yeah, these days. Oof. Yeah, well, so even the football. Yeah. The Monday night game was one of the most amazing games that any of us have seen. And it lived up to what we expected, which doesn't always happen. Yeah, almost exceeded. It was going to be a great game. You know, I think, I don't know that any of us would have said that each team was going to score 50 points, but we probably would have thought they were going to score 40, and it was and it was just an incredible game with a little bit of everything. What was the over-under? Was it 80? Was it, was it in the 80s? No, what was, that? What, was the, what was the actual number, though? Do you know? Oh, I, you know, I didn't look. It had to be, had to be 80. Yeah. It had to be. It had to so be. So they crushed it, obviously. But my guess would have been. Well, I'll look what it was. I bet eighty. I bet eighty. Eighty-one it had to be close, right? But here's my takeaway because we we've been obviously harping on offense, and that's where the money's going, and that's where the you know teams are building themselves in free agency in these drafts. You know, the good teams, I should say. Not all the teams have caught on yet, but um, here's the thing, though: when you play that much offense, you're gonna have some defense, right? I mean, there were some significant turnovers. <laughs> yeah. It was the difference. Right. Then you need the the odd tip, interception, fumble, whatever it is that winds up being the difference in a three point game. Right. I'm not going to be Jason Witten and try to pronounce that Rams that Ram player's <laughs> name. Right. It, fine. Sounds good. Sounds good. That was brutal, but but he had a hell of a game. He's the defensive player of the week. And yeah, is he was he not the takeaway? Him and Aaron Donald. Aaron, Aaron Donald was. I mean, awesome. Mahomes Mahomes' turnovers were the reason they lost that game. There's no question. He admitted to that. But I, I, to me, the takeaway was, yeah, you had a ton of points and a ton of offense, but defense still needs to be there. All right. But it, only, but it only needs to be there in little spurts where it needs to be there when Aaron Donald can do things no one else in the league can do to change the game, you know? Yeah. I always think back to the, to the Colts 
era of Peyton Manning and everybody always ripped on their defense. It wasn't very good. Well, it didn't have to be very good. All it needed to do was have Bob Sanders make a couple of plays a game that nobody else could make, and it was the difference of but, a 35-31 win. But that was Marcus Peters, right? That was Marcus Peters. I mean, he made his plays when he needed to make them, and that was the difference. I mean, Sam Shields fell over a few times. That's what he does. But, yeah, it, it, to, I guess the point in here is the, the, when the offense is that, is that exciting, the defense is going to be exciting too because you're going to have crazy plays on both sides of the ball, right? It, it, it was crazy on both sides of the ball. Aaron Donald, um, you know, we went from the night before God. watching Khalil Mack, like this guy's the best player yeah. in football, and then – Aaron Donald, I'm like, boy, which one? Which doesn't one? matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. You know, it does matter. So back to the over under, it was 64. <laughs> I did hear that and Vegas lost oh, seven digits. Yes, on the over under. Yes, spreads. that's correct. Vegas got yeah. crushed because everybody bet the over. Yeah, and they got beat by 41 points. Whoever set that handicapping line, yeah. they fired, yeah. gone. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but how, how are you that far off? Because Monday Night Football has been terrible, right? 64 points. I mean, even the Patriots couldn't score on Monday Night Football. Apparently. Man. Man, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's that. that is it the let, let's just end with this. Is, is it the start of a new generation of football? I mean, is this where every team's going to aspire to do now? I, I hope so, because yeah. it was so, such a great thing to watch. I right. Um, it, 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 you, you were, it, I was the Saints game on Sunday. Yeah. I enjoyed watching, even though it was a blowout, because I was looking forward to seeing the plays of the Saints scoring. Like I, I like seeing excellence. Like it was, it's like when Tiger Woods used to blow everybody away. Right. You still watch because you want to see greatness, right. and you you watch uh, these guys score. That's great. I mean, I, I enjoy good defensive play every now and then, but I think fans want to see the offense more. I guess the argument against that, if every game's like that, then it won't be. We probably won't think it's as great, right? Aspiring to it and being able to do it are two different things, and that yeah. goes back. in the league right now in that game. Unfortunately, that's still a short list. That's less than half the guys in the league that can do what Mahomes and Goff did, which means less than half the teams in the league may love to be able to play that way, just not going to be able to. Yeah, there's no question. I, I do think, though, that there'll be a at least a look at this draft at players you might not have th thought about two years ago, right? I mean, these these Tyreek Hill kind of players. Those, those guys exist in college football, and they have. They just haven't translated to the. They haven't translated to scouting because, yeah, their their size. You know, they're athletes, but can they really play a receiver position? Well, that is the receiver position now. It's get yourself open and catch a ball and, and get yourself five or six sixty yards, or get get downfield and beat everybody to the end zone, right? So I, I do think there's a shift in terms of that. Look, Ty, Tyree Kill, and we're gonna get to you know guys like him, these young superstars who need to get paid. Tyree Kill is is valuing at eighteen million dollars right now. And he doesn't do a lot. And he's not the prototype. That's right. He's not the big guy who's gonna who's gonna help you in the red zone. But but that's Julio not the Jones offense the anymore. World. Right. So. You know what? I think I think Antonio Brown sort of opened the door for those guys yeah. a little bit because Antonio Brown's a lot closer to who Tyreek Hill is in size and stature and playmaking ability than maybe even the, the the big hulking guys that we're so used to considering the best receivers in the league. Yeah. So. Um, all right, so so there you go. So now what we what we want to use that as an impetus to talk a little bit about is this league changing and how is it going to change in the way they pay? Well, their I think players? it's already. I, I I think it's changed. I, I I think teams are building around offense. You got to out. You've got to outscore teams. You just 
it, you have to. But it's not like this hasn't been the case in the past. You know, let, let's think back to, you know, we're, we're here in Buffalo. You think back to the Bills, the four years in a row. Yeah. They were an offensive juggernaut, much like we're seeing. Maybe didn't score as much, but they were an offensive weapon. They, they took it from the Bengals who had yeah. that great, right? I mean, Boomer size and had that great uh, offense that they ran the no huddle and such. And Jim Kelly, I think, perfected it better than the Bengals yeah. had. And, you know, maybe some better personnel. And you had the Rams, greatest show on turf, right? The right. Rams, the greatest show on turf. So we and, and let's let's not discount the Patriots here. They didn't win. With, yeah. They didn't win Super Bowls with defense, really. To me, it was uh, this, you know, Tom Brady and the offense. The 49ers, the Super Bowls they won. They won it with offense. Rare, hey, uh, even wait, wait. a little bit of the run and shoot of Warren Moon and the Oilers right. that most people scoffed at and most people said that'll never work. Isn't that what the Chiefs and Rams are it doing is. now? It is, right? Isn't so, that what Tyreek Hill looks a lot like those receivers from the run and shoot and the Houston Gamblers of the USFL? I, 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 you know what's funny, though, Kevin? Uh, almost all those teams we just talked about, they didn't win. They didn't They win. didn't You're get right. it to the finish line. So, I mean, it's the most cliched term in football, but defense wins championships. We're going to have to see who, who, who prevails in All this right. season because uh, the Eagles, look at the Eagles, that offense wasn't great last year. Right. That was a defensive-minded team. That was Jim Schwartz's Super Bowl. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but they won by score. They scored a gazillion points. They did, but right, that, okay. wasn't, that, that wasn't a great offense is what I'm saying. Well, it wasn't we're, that we game, though. We weren't right? talking about the Eagles' offense like we're talking about the Chiefs right now. No, we were not. You know what I mean? There was a defensive presence on that team that drove them through the Nick Foles era, right? Sure. And especially in the regular season to, to finish it off here, which is where we are here. I, I'm, I'm very... I'm very interested to see how this finishes because Who's the team. I, I don't know, right? I mean, if there's if, if because your the Saints point are in the same true, boat too. Because we're talking about the Chiefs, the Rams, the Saints, the Steelers, who, the, the Steelers, Patriots. Who's the team that can come up and clamp somebody down defensively right. and prove Mike's point? Well, yeah. clamp clamp you down defensively. Well, I, but I that could know. be holding you to 28. If I if I'm looking right now at the contending teams yeah. that can score a ton of points. Uh, and play different styles. I think the Rams right now are, are the team, and I'll tell you why. Because they didn't really didn't run Gurley, but they just and, gave oh, up fifty, Kevin. I know, I know they <laughs> gave up fifty, but but they but they got into a shootout, right? I mean, those things happen. Sometimes you get in games, and it's just like, wow, what is going on here? Yeah. And you, and you get wrapped up in it, and you can't you can't stop it. I mean, they're they're playing the guy who's probably the league MVP, at least the offensive MVP, and Patrick Mahomes. The guy's unbelievable. He's he's an incredible player, and so they, they couldn't stop him. But they did at times. They did that was amazing. Thing. They did but at times. Let me, let me put this to and you. Forced turnovers. They got to Mahomes. They're yes. not getting to Tom Brady. No, they're not getting to. Tom you know what Brady. I mean? So that's where I always end the conversation. Is is Brady is always going to prevail with those with those defensive lines? The, the Rams have no secondary. They can they're going to throw on Sam Shields all night if that's the Super Bowl, in my opinion. So. I, to me, everybody comes, has a weakness. Comes back, yeah. If if he comes if back, he comes they definitely back. need him back. But yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't there a sleeper out there? Right? Is is don't the Steelers look a little better right now? Steelers look. I better. mean, that's a strong team, and Ben Roethlisberger is carrying that team, but they seem to be more balanced in terms of what we're talking about here, right? I think it could be like a Chargers team. Right? I, that, I love that, that too. That, you know, that can throw now Bosa and Ingram and some of those guys at you and do some things defensively, and certainly Phillip Rivers is no slouch as a quarterback but, offensively. But I also think, you know, one, one thing we haven't mentioned about the defense in that game, 
so many quick strikes, right, in yeah. the passing game. You're out, you're, you're back on the field. Yeah, that's right. Right? I mean, there wasn't any killing the clock and running the football in that game. And that affects the defense, for sure. How do you build your team around this? I'm building offense first. But you got to get a quarterback. No you, question. You, you, can't, yeah. you can say, I'm going to build offense. No but question. until you get a quarterback, it, you're, you're going to bang your head against the wall. Um, or if you have those pieces and you could have got the quarterback, you know where I'm going. Oh, with stop already. Will what you? do you mean stop? Hold on. See, he, he, he can't take this. <laughs> but... You know, we're here in Buffalo. Oh, it's you're such Robert, a, hang on. second guessing thing. In that though. game, what ifs thing. In that, in that game, they had two receivers that, if they were starting here with Pat Mahomes throwing the football, <laughs> it'd be a different story here, would it not? Watkins, Woods, and Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. How about the coaching? You know, you're, you're telling me that Andy Reid and the coaching staff have nothing nothing to do with that? I'm going to, of course. Ha, they have an yeah. offensive coordinator that came from the Patriots and Alabama. You're telling me he can't figure out some of those great yeah. schemes we saw? You bet your bippy he can. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. All right. Let's, You're not sure? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. All right. So let's I, talk about some of the stars see, of yeah, these games, let, Mike. Let's, this game, Mike. Let's transition this way, Paul, because uh, the sort of where we're going is how, how do you build your team when you've got superstars and maybe you don't have the quarterback? Okay. Right? Let, let's start there because right. let's talk about the Saints. The Saints, to me, are one of the most interesting teams. Obviously, right now, they're I think they are the odds-on favorites to win the Super Bowl, by the way. I think they're the they're the most they're the best team most they have a good enough defense that makes me feel better about their defense's ability to make a few stops to win a game and it's a banged up defense and they're going to get healthy at the right time i think so that's going to work to their favor but they've also got the so they're the odds on favor to win the super bowl in terms of vegas they're also drew Brees is the odds on favor to win the mvp okay so and he's signed through next year um and then who knows Huge question mark he's completing 80 percent of his passes i mean he's absolutely he's absolutely defying earth right now right, right. yes and I, I obviously there's there's no appearance that he's slowing down so I'm, I, maybe he does you know sign a new contract and go from there let's assume he doesn't let's assume they win maybe they win again next year and then he rides off into the sunset like Peyton Manning did okay what do you do then with Michael Thomas and Elvin Kamara who are going to be on that timeline to need a ridiculous amount of money possibly at the same time Drew Brees is walking away but what do you do if you don't have the quarterback, right, if Taysom Hill's not your guy, if, the, if Bridgewater's gone at that point, if you've drafted a guy but maybe it's not a home run, what do you do if you're the Saints? Do you let these two superstars walk? They're, they're going to be worth $30 million combined, maybe 35 That's a great question. Uh, it's a great question. I, I, I'm struggling to give you a definitive answer. I, I think – I think Sean Payton is such a good head coach and they have such a good system built around them that they'll be able to find the next quarterback. Yeah. Now, he won't be the next Drew Brees, uh, but he'll be the next, maybe it's Taysom Hill. Yeah. Maybe they, they'll, they'll shift the, the, the approach of the offense to take advantage of what Hill can do and because the weapons are so good around him that he'll be adequate to good. Alex Smith-like, right? Yeah, and, and, and so I <laughs> oh. think to answer your question, you have to pay Thomas it, and Kamara for that reason. All right. So you, you just made my argument for Mahomes and Buffalo with yeah. uh, Watkins. That, that's right. And, and what? Because you're saying, hey, the weapons around him are good enough to make the quarterback yeah, And the head coach good is enough. great, Kevin. That's the difference. I, I think the difference is the quarterback. I, I, I agree. think coaches coach to the quarterback they have and the ability that their quarterback, uh, the abilities they have and the mental abilities their quarterbacks have. You know, Sean and the Payton, relationship with the coach. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of things Sean Payton knows that he can do with Drew Brees. Yes. And that Drew Brees can change. The, 
look, you look at what Andy Reid lets Pat Mahomes do at the line of scrimmage, right? I mean, Patrick Mahomes changes a lot of things at the, uh, the line of scrimmage. He started 11 games, 10 yeah. games. Yeah, and but, he looks like Tom Brady out there. Yeah, he, he, he does. He does. He looks, he looks incredible what he's doing. And frankly, you watch um, all th- the three teams we're talking about, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Saints. You, you look at how much they change at the offensive line. It's, uh, and it's the aptitude of the quarterback. And really, let's go back to Boomer Sice and Jim Kelly and Warren Moon. They did the same thing. Yeah. The same thing. So There were generals out there. Yeah. So you, you, I, I respectfully disagree in that hey, Sean Payton's brilliant. Um, he's doing what coaches have done for the last 30 years, depending upon which quarterback they have. So the Saints signed Brandon Marshall to sort of fill that Des Bryant void. And he hasn't. <laughs> which is funny. Which is why basically practice. That's the void. <laughs> that's what he's doing. But did you hear his comments this week? No. Okay. So Brandon Marshall came out and basically said he is doing his best to get up to speed. But but he has been in the league for over a decade. He's been on great teams. He's yeah. won. He has never seen anything like the Saints system. It's a, he said it's a mach- to his quote. It's a machine, and you just have to get inside and understand what's happening, or you're going to be completely lost. So to your point. It appears that they have a basically like a factory working out there, right? And and Drew Brees and, and Sean Payton, you know, are, are obviously on the same page. And it takes time for these guys to come in and understand what's happening. But obviously it's working because Drew Brees is completing a ridiculous amount of passes. He's making the right throws. And, and it appears to be on purpose is my point. You sure, know what I mean? Like right. all of this appears to be calculated and you can't just bring in X guy off the street and throw him out there and it's going to work. So I agree with you that replacing Drew Brees is more important than even keeping Michael Thomas. But but here's an interesting situation. They're going to fi- they're going to know the right thing to do next year when they see what happens to the New York Giants. Because the New York Giants have this right now. Yes, they do. They have yes. Saquon Barkley and they have Odell Beckham Jr. both signed for 3 plus years. And they just have to fill in a quarterback to make it work. And if it works, the Saints are good to go. You sign both those guys, you fill in the next guy, you get the machine running again and you go, right? Because that is the same system. I'm not sure Pat Shermer is Sean Payton, but, and we'll right, see. Right. But but they do have the Giants do have the situation that the Saints will have in two years. Yeah, interesting. I, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a very interesting comparison. Yeah. I would have never have guessed that's where you were going to go with the comparison, but it does make a lot of sense. Now, to your to your point on coaching, Paul, I'll I'll, I'll give you a, a play that supports um, your th- thesis on hey, you got these brilliant coaches. That middle screen they ran to Travis Kelsey, uh, the yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. And, and Mahomes missed him a few times yes. too. I mean, he had him all day there. But they, you know, they faked the screen left. They faked the screen yeah. right. <laughs> they yeah. And I'm like, how how many times did it take to figure that out in practice? I know. Right? Because they probably just put that in that week because you hadn't seen it before. Right. It was such a remarkable play. Um, just incredible stuff. You, so you, yeah, you have it, to have a great quarterback. I think we, we're all, no we've all, there's no question, but a great quarterback with a great offensive mind and a connection that guys like Breeze and Peyton have together just elevates you to a different else you level. Need? Or Reed and Mahomes or, you know, or, or you know, the, Peter King wrote a great story. Oh, he spent the night before that was phenomenal in the hotel with Breeze and Peyton. And, and what you got out of it was that these guys are just incredibly in tune with each other. You know what else you need? And I don't think it's said enough. You just need balls, right? I mean, the coaches and the quarterback yeah. need balls. You've got to be able to call that play and, and think of that play and run that play in practice and then be able to say this is the time to use it. I, I mean, 
we're in Buffalo. Right. <laughs> When's yeah. the last time we've seen a creative nope. play like that? Well, in this and look town? at who you're talking about. No. You're talking about two veteran coaches in Reed and Peyton, and yes. maybe the ballsiest young coach ever in McVay. Right, but he had no clout. He came in with Didn't balls. Matter. Right. It, it appears that that does not matter to him. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Like, we, we need more of that. We he walked need more in the door and said, I'm say, as good as Peyton and right. Brady and Belichick, and I don't care that I've never coached before. I'm as good as those guys. By the way, we, we, we've been trashing the uh, ESPN guys a lot here. Booger McFarlane had, the, McFarlane had the line of the year. Did you hear it? I may have. Oh, somebody tell Wade. Jeff Fisher. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, no I didn't hear, no. <laughs> I did hear this. He basically said, Jeff, Jeff Fisher had this guy on the bench calling him a bust. He goes, <laughs> something along the lines of, shame on you, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. Jared, Jared yep. Goff's an MVP candidate, and, and he looked phenomenal. And I think there's the prime example of a difference that a coach can make. No you know, question. I that, mean, that's what I'm saying. Now, now again, I think it, it drives me crazy because they kept bringing it up. Jared Goff wasn't a bust. Anybody that called Jared Goff a well, bust was being an idiot. He was a rookie quarterback who started on a bad team. But to call him a bust was stupid. The storyline, though, Paul, if you remember, was that he wasn't getting the playbook. He wasn't mentally able to keep up with the playbook. And isn't that Jeff Fisher's fault, too? Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's, that's what I always thought. I right. didn't take that as a Jared well, Goff it, shot. It, it, his, uh, wasn't, who was his offensive coordinator there? Wasn't it? Um, I'm not sure. Was it McCoy? Mike? No, no that was Chargers. No, I don't think charged. so. I get the, see, no, now that they're not it, all, it all went wrong. It doesn't right. matter. It so. went terribly wrong. So speaking of Goff, but, what's, well, what's, what, I want to say one thing about mm-hmm. – I, I, you mentioned ESPN, guys. I want to know what kind of tea Joe Tessitore drinks because how his voice lasted the entire game. The guy makes a first down sound like it's a Super Bowl winning touchdown. And for, you know, 105 points in the game, I don't know how he lasted. I got to give Bill Simmons some credit. He had the tweet of the night. Bill Simmons said, if Gus Edwards was calling this game, he'd be Gus dead. Gus Johnson. If yeah. Gus Johnson was yeah, calling this right. game, yes. he'd be dead. You're right. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes. Amazing. So, so Jared Goff, where, 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 it, it, where is he on the contractual front? What's, what's going to be the story with him moving forward? Yeah, so, so Goff and Mahomes are obviously the, uh, the, the soon-to-be breadwinners here in terms of the money, I think. And, and, and let me preface this with, I'm not sure how this is all going to play out, right? Because we're talking about these offenses and these – these multiple weapons, and look, the cap isn't going to jump $30 million, right? No. It's still going to go up $10 million every year, and that's standard. So it's going to be very difficult for these offensive-minded teams to keep themselves intact, knowing that, you know, guys like Hunter worth 18 and or Hunter worth 11 and, and Tyreek Hill is worth 18, and Patrick Mahomes is worth 34, almost $34 million right now. I mean, he's, he is so productive as a passer, and that's what we're dealing with, right? We're dealing with the stats in in terms of versus Aaron Rodgers versus Matt Ryan, those kind of things. And he's just just far and away. He's being allowed to do so much more that his numbers are just gaudy at this point. All right, but don't – so if these guys are smart, they take a page out of Tom Brady's book. I I, I was about to go there. I'm just not sure it's feasible. Uh, Is anybody really going to do that? Well, if they Honestly, want, if they want to win, I mean that is the model. That is yes. that is the model to follow over the last decade. But I'm not sure that you know the, well, these I, guys I, follow that mentality. Will everyone do it? No. I'm yeah, just but, saying but it, Tom but, Brady. When did Tom Brady start doing? He didn't start doing that till he was in the league for ten years, Tom, right? Tom I mean, Brady never signed a max contract in his yeah, life. They'll never. still make, but they'll still make more money than Tom yeah, Brady because right. you know the money has grown here in the last five years. I just feel like Brady, incredible amounts. Brady has done that 
towards the tail end of his career because he kind of appreciated and learned how doing that makes his longevity and his career better. That That's why I asked you the so, question. Did Tom Brady do that in his first five years? Yes, yeah, he so did. Patrick Mahomes' father was a pitcher. He should let him know about oh, yeah. longevity and such. Sure. <laughs> Long-time pitcher, too. Right, yeah. I, uh, go ahead, Mike. Look at it. They're going to have to, is the, is the real answer. They're going to have to do some sort of creative process to keep all these weapons intact, and that's not possible. You know what I mean? You're not keeping Kelsey, Hill, Hunt, Mahomes together for five to eight right. years. It's not happening. It's not feasible. But at some point, Mahomes is going to have to say, I can't max out. I can't do what Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers just did. That's, that's not feasible for a franchise who needs multiple weapons. Um, and we'll see. I mean, we'll see where the Packers go. That, to me, that's a test case. Aaron Rodgers d- decided, I'm, I'm all in. I'm digging my, my cleats in, and I'm going to get paid here. I'm going to be the top paid everything in the world right now. Um, and that's not a great team, <laughs> right? It's not. No, they're not. And the weapons are falling off. They've got Devontae Adams and X. Yep. They've got no, really nothing else. Aaron Jones is, is a player, but he's not going to do much for you in terms of you know week-by-week scoring. So they're a test case for the opposite of this, right? They're a test case for... The traditional thinking of the quarterback should be the highest paid, he's, you know, because he deserves it. I, I think we need to be smarter with this. I think, I think, and I'm hoping these guys kind of step into, yeah, maybe the Tom, Tom Brady mentality. And, and Paul, to your point, the, the the biggest contract Tom Brady ever signed was four years, seventy two million, which averaged eighteen million at, in 2010. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. All right, from that point on, he got way smarter, way smarter. I mean, and, and it's not about. It's not about how much money he made because he still did just fine on signing bonuses and things like that. I mean, he was very well compensated over the years, but it's about not locking his team into a long-term dead cap mess, and he's never done that. He's done that by every two or three years, we re-up this thing, right? And, and that's just smart business. That's what I beg baseball players to do. Um, on it's a gonna weekly take basis a, a on smart this agent. Episode. It's going to take an agent that that isn't always after the number mount, most yeah. amount of dollars he can, and it's going to take a smart player and a guy like Mahomes who grew up in an athletic background yeah. might be one more inclined to say after talking to his father, the uh, getting the understanding of I'll take a little less as long as I can keep the guys around me that make me look good. Yeah. I, I I think they'll. The, Jared at, Goff's dad was a major league yeah. baseball player, really? by the well, too. For uh, 90 a, a days. Backup catcher for <laughs> 90 the, days. A backup catcher for the Expos. <laughs> yeah. um, but all, and I only bring that up to say that they both come from having fathers who played professional sports who bring a little bit of a different perspective to it to understand how important it is that the team sometimes is more important than the individual. Every quarterback who comes in a league is drafted, but it can't be great. They, yeah. you know, they all can't be great players, right? Um, to me, Mahomes looks to be – if I had to pick one of the two, I'd pick Mahomes. Okay. I think he is better than Goff. Because of the Brett Favre stuff? Because he can move and throw across move, the field and all that? Just all the th- you know, different things that he can yeah. – this is not to take anything away from Goff here. Um, I just think, you know, if I had to pick one of the two, it'd be Mahomes. And I look at the weapons Mahomes has around him. And if I were him, I'd want to keep that band together as long as possible. Yeah. And if taking less makes that happen, then that makes sense. And we're what we, we're talking about taking twenty five million instead of thirty one. Yes. Right. Yes, that's right. Jeez, I that's don't know right. how you're going to survive, Pat. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, and that is something that Drew Brees has done here over the past three years, and, and a few of those guys. And like I said, Aaron Rodgers is the test case for the opposite of this. Um, so, so we'll see. We'll see which teams can sort of prevail with 
the way they've treated their financials of the quarterback because it's going to be a test case for, I mean, even the Dallas Cowboys, right? Even yeah. Dak, I mean, apparently Jerry Jones is ready to hand a check to uh, Dak Prescott, but I, I don't know. That's you know, a mistake. I, it's a mistake. Yeah. Look, at Jerry doesn't do anything small either. So I'm really worried that they, they love this guy, and they shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't because Dak Prescott is Ryan Tannehill. That's where we are with him. Yeah. In terms of the comps that I, I put together with our calculations, that's where he is. Um, and, and, the, and the wins sort of translate, right? That's, they're the, aren't the Cowboys and the Dolphins sort of similar in terms of yeah. they both sort of right they both sort, they hang around their they division around, and then right. they trail off at the end, right? Hey, let, let, let me ask you about another team. You know, if you're the Falcons, yeah. what the hell are you doing I'm not happy. Right now? You overpaid a running back and way overpaid a quarterback. Yeah. Right? I mean, the quarterback is great. But you didn't have to max out on Matt Ryan. You just didn't. No. You didn't have to do it. So I, I agree. At some point, there's going to be a break. There's going to be a break where teams say, we need to look like that. And in order to look like that, you can't make $30 million a year. Right? And, and that's just good sense. So we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I do think, and this is, I've been thinking about this for a while. I, I do think this setback for the Philadelphia Eagles might benefit them a ton. Because if Wentz doesn't look amazing... <laughs> Right, but we know he is damn good. He's pretty good. Player, He's damn yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, he might be better than Jared Goff. It Could might be. be. It might be Mahomes, Wentz, Goff, Trubisky. Right. That's probably the order of those four right now. I I think Mahomes and Wentz. Sorry, are... we got to get Watson in this conversation. Watson's yeah. probably two A yeah. right now. Watson's but, pretty good too. But my point is, Wentz the the Wentz setback is sort of like the Ezekiel Elliott injury, right last year, right? Like Ezekiel Elliott's going to be able to admit the, the Cowboys are going to be able to keep him around a little bit longer because he's fresh, right? And and he's having a down year this year. That's a guy I I could see being very successful for a longer time, similar to Le'Veon Bell because of what he's doing right now. But but there is a there are five impact quarterbacks right now who could be making thirty million dollars, and if Carson Wentz is the second best of them and he's having the year he's having right now, maybe he's worth 25. And that's going to benefit Philadelphia in the long run because that's a team that can get some free agents. That's a team that could dra- they have drafted well in the past. Um, they need to revamp their offensive line. But uh, I, I, I like Carson Wentz as a sneaky candidate for guy who maybe doesn't make the, the most money, but it becomes out, comes out on top of this conversation at the end. All right, so let's, uh, let's shift the conversation to some, some lines. Yeah. Some, some, you know, when you're talking about the over Nothing says the holidays like gambling. Kind of. Yeah, well, that's right. You know, <laughs> hey, we got a big left-right center game coming up at Thanksgiving, you know, where, you know, we teach the, uh, my nieces how to gamble. <laughs> um, Major League Baseball futures, World Series odds uh, also out. I mean, should we just put the Red Sox down? I, I, just, I love looking at these now because it's so early, right? Like almost nothing's been done. It's so much based right? on last year, which is always a mistake. But, but isn't this the time to get in? Like, yeah, I, I, I started to run these numbers, and of course the Red Sox and the Astros at the top, and then you've got the Yankees and the Dodgers. I mean, those are going to be your four teams pretty much, you know, sure. for the next five years. But what I was looking for was the Phillies. Absolutely. Because we've talked for, you know, a month and a half on this on this show about how the Phillies aren't just in on Bryce Harper. They're, they're trying to get Bryce Harper and Manny Machado because they've got six rookies, six kids who are ready to go. They've got an, a Cy Young caliber pitcher. They've got a, a veteran behind him in Arietta. By the way, good call on DeGrom. Yeah, well, I was a homer there, yeah. but the, uh, the the Phillies are twenty to one right now. 
And if you're in Philadelphia and you see that number and you know what your team might do in the next two weeks. You're going across the bridge. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're you're (laughs) stopping in the middle of the bridge. That's right. That was a great article. As long as your phone phone says Jersey, you're slamming the brakes on. Paul sends me me this article. I don't know what New York uh, paper was in, but uh, there's a guy who he's a handicapper, lives in Staten Island. Yep. Okay. And he drives, if he likes a game so much, he'll get in the car. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. Goes across the bridge. Pay the toll. Pays the toll. Six fifty in tolls he pays. Stops at the first light, makes his bets on his phone, and hops, goes back home. Yeah. And he calculates it into as a cost of doing business. Cost of doing business. That's what people are trying to do with pot here. With Canada. Yes, right? a lot of people are trying to go to Canada and bring pot back right now. Yeah, just, and that's an advice for those who want to do that. Just smoke it in Canada. Yeah. And come yeah, back. I was going to say, it's a little different. There's a little different yeah. rules involved there. So, yeah, I'm, I think the Phillies are the team that is ready to – be in that group I mean, next. they're going to be as aggressive as anybody. I, I know the Dodgers are in a, on Bryce Harper. I know, you know, Washington wants him back. Uh, I love the Chicago Cubs as a sleeper for that for him. But look at Philly's going to throw a ton of money at both of those guys to basically come and say, we're ready. Let, we just need you guys. And then we're ready to go. And if that happens, that 20 to one's is going to become what, five to one, five. Yeah. Sure. Five in, in about a matter of 72 hours. So uh, if you're a baseball <laughs> aficionado and you love to gamble that to me that is the number sitting right get there get to jersey yeah get, get anywhere legal <laughs> jersey and, uh, or vegas yeah, yeah. Well, depending upon where you listen or mississippi right and arkansas really? yeah i want to say mississippi Man. has legal sports gambling and nice. there's like four states that have it nice i think arkansas too i think bill clinton made something happen in this form i'm kidding with the, the clinton thing um manny machado's new team you, you mentioned you're thinking philly right I'm thinking Philly. But I know it's I, not Boston. That's for damn sure. I know the Yankees all. are going to come hard at him. Yeah. I mean, with the injury to Gregorius. Yeah. How long is he projects into it's gonna what, be a mid-season? Uh, maybe, maybe later. They're, they're going to slow play that because he's going to be a free agent. He's going to want to slow yeah. play that. So I like him. I like him as a player. Oh, good player. Phenomenal. Uh, just a great human, too. But maybe not the case with Machado, by the way. <laughs> based on, no kidding, I mean, right? boy, has the storyline changed Spiking on that guy. Spiking guys and good stuff. Yeesh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the price is going to drop on him for, for all of these reasons. But if the Yankees come in, and if the Yankees and the Phillies get in a bidding war for Manny Machado, yeah, that's going to be a nice big number. So wait, we'll, we'll wait, see. I mean, do you think he fits best in Philly? I mean, I'd, yeah. love, to, I'd love to see he him in, with the Yankees, though, because of the Boston rivalry now. Yes. And what happened in the World Series. That you know, would be uh, – although I'd like to see the Yankees if I'm gonna, uh, spend some money, more money well, pitching. Well, they, right? they made a trade acquisition – that's yeah, right. They, they did up Seattle, Paxton, right? And I'll say this: knowing they've done that, knowing they've used assets in that manner, they didn't have to pay. They didn't have to, right? They didn't That's have true. to overpay for a pitcher. So, yeah. where there's going to be maybe a small number four coming in to, to to round out that rotation, that's not going to be big money. So, their big money still could be a guy like Machado. Super Bowl odds, yeah. So, no surprises. You alluded the Saints are the favorite. They're three to one right now. Rams are four to one. Chiefs six to one. Pats fifteen to two, and Steelers seventeen to two. I would. I, those last two are value, I think, for sure. Yeah, fifteen like to said, two, seventeen. The Steelers to two? might be the most balanced team of these six. Um, I, I threw an outlier on the bottom there. Are you ignoring my outlier? Are you afraid to well, afraid to look at? I'm this? not ready to go there yet. I was ready to get. The I'm Red just going to say it because I yeah, the Redskins at a hundred to one, and mm, and the Redskins a lot of have faith been in Colt McCoy. I, I don't, but I didn't have any faith in Nick Foles last year either, <laughs> and that's my point. Right? I mean, the Eagles were dead, guys. Yeah. This this time last year, the Eagles were absolute dog crap. And they thought so. And then all of a sudden, it just was win after win, week after week. Um, and the Redskins have looked awful. Do you know, do you know this stat about the Redskins? 
The Redskins have not had a lead change all year in any game. Really? They're the that's, they that's freaking unbelievable. So if they're behind, they lose. If they, if they're if ahead, first they person to score wins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's incredible. Okay. So that's that's the fun fact, but that doesn't get us to where we got to go. My, my point is Colt McCoy has been sitting on that bench there for a few years now, yeah. and that's similar to what Foles has been doing, right? He's sort of been the, uh, you know, just a guy with a clipboard scouting out the, the way the league is going, and that can't be discounted. Colt McCoy was a – did Colt McCoy ever have college a good football? season like Foles had? Where? That's where, where the did difference. Foles have a season? Foles had that one season under Chip Kelly where he threw like 27 yeah, touchdowns and one yes. interception. He, he and Jeremy You're Macklin right. were a great fantasy right. football combination. So that's, that's my question. Colt McCoy is a solid guy, but Colt Look, McCoy never had... <laughs> Uh, never had that kind of season where you're like, oh, boy, he, he could be okay as a starter. And, and Nick Foles also made Andy Reid look like a terrible coach. Awful. Awful. He flamed out of the Rams right. and the Chiefs. To be That's, right. That's right. That's um, right. Anyhow, he, here's the point, us. though. I, there's nothing about the Redskins that I like. Uh, I don't I, like the receivers. I like the uniforms they it, wore. I'm Sunday. ready for Adrian Peterson to just tear something. I mean, right? I mean, how is this still <laughs> happening? You know why? The defense isn't great. They did get hot. I, I love the the Clinton Dix acquisition. Yeah, to me, that's a sleeper move. You just don't like move. the owner. Well, <laughs> right? I mean, that's okay. uh, you have a negative opinion of the Redskins because of the owner. No, I wasn't even going to go by there. The this way, is like your fat face last week. <laughs> which I was right on, by the way. Um, Alex Smith. Let's. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. How gross was that? The fact that it was to the 33 years to the day of the right. size was scary. incredibly freaky. That's like movie stuff. Yes. yes. He's, he's got to be done, right? I guess I should lay out that stuff. I did some tweets on him. I, just for our listeners out there, it's not pretty if you're a Redskins oh. fan. Here, here's the financials on Alex Smith, all right? He is owed, obviously, $15 million guaranteed next year, another $16 million guaranteed for injury in 2020. That means if he can't pass a physical in March of 2020 – because of this injury, they're going to have to pay him $16 million cash. Here's what happens. If he's done, right, and there's probably a 50-50 chance he's I would say done, so. Just based on that his age and the injury. I feel like guys come back from those. They I mean, do. It lo- as bad as it looked, they it, do, but he's it, it medically he's not as bad Paul. as you'd think. His leg was yeah, in but three quarterback, pieces. Yeah, but, but again, Kevin, the, the, old, the old saying was sometimes you'd rather break your leg than tear oh, your ACL. I heard it that. It looked like a yeah. scene from Saving Private it, Ryan. But it doesn't. It's a break. A break is a break. <laughs> Oh that, was, no, that was more than just a well, break, Yeah, too. but I'm saying from a medical <laughs> perspective, it was just that a break. Was, that was not just a break. All right. Anyhow. He, he, here, here's the breakdown real quick. Here's the dead cap on Alex Smith if he's done, if he has to retire. 20.4 next year, 21.4 in 2020, and 10.8 in 21. Yeah, if you're him, wouldn't you retire? It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, but, matter. But you said 34. Quarterbacks are playing until they're 40. So, yeah, but, so 34 doesn't isn't a red flag to me at all. To me, I, I look at this injury like I look at Tony Romo's injury. Yeah. Where, where it was just one of those things at his age he just couldn't come back from. You know what I mean? And it's possible. Look, at I, I hope that he's back because for the Redskins' sake and his sake, you know, they need a few more years out of him because this contract was built for four years. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. But the money is not good if you're a Redskins. All right. right let's, can we rank real quick the broken, uh, the compound fracture, Oof. broken legs in, in – Professionals uh, in sports history. Okay, Tim Crumry. Tim nice. Crumry Super Bowl. I mean, whipped around like a helicopter blade. Yep. That was gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Theismann, which Theismann. many will say is the worst. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it it was pretty bad. Nothing beats the kid from Louisville. 
God, that was or awful. The, ba- or the NCAA the, tournament. The basketball, right. yeah. The basketball. That, to me, was the that might worst. Be the wor- that might be the worst. That was the worst because... Because you saw it so much clearer yeah. than you do it in an NFL. It broke right through the skin, and you could see it right there. Yeah. Like, just the reaction uh, of people right there, like yes. the fans in the front row. Yeah. That was just awful. Yeah, so I think that... And this is good radio. <laughs> I feel bad that I, I, oh, yeah. I don't know the kid's name. It's Kevin something, right? Yeah, you're right. That's good enough. Um, Nice. Yeah, that that to me is a number one, yeah. and then I'd say I'd give Theismann a number two. I'll go Alex Smith three, Crumry okay. four, and I know we're missing we're missing something else. There's got to be another one in there where that we're missing. I'm sure. Um, but the, uh, the oh the guy from the Bears, Zach Miller. Yes, that was Kevin Ware. By the way, there Kevin it is. Ware Kevin Ware. Was a, a Louisville Kevin Ware. All I had to do player. was Google Louisville broken leg, and it came oh, right up. Goodness. Yeah, gross. Okay, um, NBA futures. No surprises. Yeah, you have. um, What do we have? The the Lakers are ten to one. Really? Yeah. Look at the Lakers are nine and seven, and the Rockets are eight and seven, and both are ten and one and twelve and one right now. And the and the twelve and four Milwaukee Bucks are twenty to one. So there's absolutely no faith in that team or or the Greek freak right now. I love the Greek freak. I I love that team as a whole. They're they're doing some really. I've seen them a few times this year. That's a balanced team. I, I'm not sure that they can grind it out for 82 and then, you know, a long postseason. Yeah. But look at, like I, like I said with the, the Phillies, yes. like I said with the Phillies, 20 to one's a nice number right now if you're sitting here and you're an NBA guy. <laughs> it, the, the Sixers uh, have to be the favorite right now out of the East, right? No, no, Toronto. Well, I, Toronto. I, Toronto, then Boston. And, and both have problems, with, in I'll my opinion. I'll still go with the Sixers, yeah, frankly. Bo- I think Boston has to trade somebody. Yes, uh, there's too many too many fee, uh, fish to feed right now on, on that team. They don't really. Brad Stevens doesn't really know how to make it all work. He's sort of a. Brad Stevens has been good with underdogs, and he's got superstars now, and that's a very different element for him. Right? He's not Phil Jackson. He's they, he's he's not the guy who can kind of reign over this thing, and, and see these guys through. So it's going to be a very interesting dynamic when Kyrie Irving gets closer and closer to free agency. And Gordon Hayward actually starts to play a little ball here. Uh, that to me, that's a very interesting team to watch. They were better with Irving hurt. Yeah, for I think for the reasons I'm talking about. Yes, Brad, he, he was able to use these no namers as legitimate players because that's what he's great at. That's his bread and butter. So yeah, we'll see where that goes. All right, um, Golden State Warriors out west. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Or like real conversation here right. until Durant and Thompson leave next year. <laughs> that's, that's, that, Where's that, Kevin Durant going? Yeah, here's the odds on that. Boy, this surprised the heck out of me. I don't know about you guys. The Lakers are the odds-on I, favorites. I, what did I tell you? I told you they were the favorites. Can LeBron and Durant live together? Yes, absolutely. Yes. You know why? Because LeBron needs to be able to take nights off. He's going to back off a little? Yes. 35 Listen, feeling good about life? He, he, yeah, he's no <laughs> dummy. He saw how Jordan did it, and Jordan became a perimeter player. LeBron, yeah, you that. know, I can see it. So LeBron do, do we, wants we, to sit back and the, shoot threes and let Durant shoot those mid-range jumpers. Is the question become whether Durant wants his own team or not? Yeah. And it, isn't, it, isn't that the question? He had his own team and lost. No, no, no that was Russell Westbrook's team. That's no, it was saying. not. Oh. Was, when they went to the finals D- Don't ask Westbrook, though. <laughs> I understand That's what that. I mean. In terms of ego, that was not Kevin Durant's team. Well, in terms of... And I of think the, that's what uh, we're talking about here. On the outside, to me, it was Kevin Durant's team. He was well, the player. Well, pr- production-wise, you're right, but, yes. but I think there was a locker room rift does, there. Does, does he want to go and bring a bunch of guys with him like LeBron has done? Does Doesn't he want to make, follow the model? That makes the Knicks the favorites, in my opinion. That makes the Knicks the favorites. I know you're big on the Knicks. They're plus 750 right now. And I think it makes it to be easy to get guys to come to New York. He'll, he he'll find two or three there. guys to yeah. come with him, and he'll build his own super team. They've I, got unlimited funds. To me, that funds. makes a lot more 
sense. I can't pretend to know what's going through Kevin Durant's That's mind. Right. But to go combine with LeBron doesn't make a lot of sense to me. He did that by going to Golden State yeah. to combine with Steph. All right. So does he just want cash or does he want to win? I think I think he wants you, his own legacy. Win, you leave. <laughs> Correct. If you want to win, you don't leave. Yeah, so, but he's so, won. So now it's becomes about your own legacy. So what the hell are you playing for? No, what, no. Is he, he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm, his I'm with Paul here, I'm with Paul because it. To Kevin, to your point, going to the Lakers would be to win with LeBron, right? Yeah. But he can already win in Golden State. Just stay. So to me, if he leaves, it's going to be for exactly something like the Knicks, right? Or the Wizards, right, to go home. Sure, if they make a go few trades here. John Wall. But, but the Knicks would be literally square one. He could literally bring two to three guys he wants with him um, with, a, with a blank slate. Uh, there's a couple of good rookies they've had over the past two years. Uh, to me, it's... It's it should be the favorite because if he leaves at all, the, the Golden State should be the favorite, and then it should be the Knicks second because the Lakers make no sense to me. They, even looking at these odds, they make no sense. Unless to me. he wants to play in L.A., you know, then the, go to the, the Clippers. The then go to the Clippers. They're plus five thousand. Yeah, By the way, I they're can, the third best team in the West right if now. If I could, if I, that's where I thought LeBron. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's, that's where I thought LeBron was going to go. By the way, was the Clippers. Yeah, I, because he'd I be in L.A. and he'd never be one Clippers of the Clippers. Are Lakers. not the Lakers, nor will they ever be. Well, you know what, I mean? what I'm saying is LeBron could have made them. Yeah, but I, I I understand what you're saying. I just think it's the Lakers, and that's why he won't go. All right, how about a little NHL while yeah. we're on this topic? Super interesting stuff with the NHL, right? There, <laughs> here's the one thing that really, that really stands out, all right? The Pittsburgh Penguins are in dead last place right now. I don't know how, but they're in dead last place right now. Well, Crosby's been hurt. A little bit of a cup Come hangover on. a little bit, too. We've seen that, teams, seen the Blackhawks go through the well, same thing, they're on a two-year hangover. Well, that's what I'm saying. But we've seen teams that, after sustained runs of success, kind of the, all the extra games, where they played tear. a ton of hockey. That's right. that's the right. Blackhawks issues. They played a ton. Of, you, you like you look over that span of every other year for the Blackhawks, yeah. And then you look at the international competitions and even make the playoff. They played a ton of hockey. Here's the point: the Pittsburgh Penguins are still the seventh best favorite team to win the Cup this year, <laughs> and they're in last place right yeah. now, a I, quarter of the season through. Yeah, you believe that? You think they're going to turn it around? Um, I think they're too far back to well. Listen, all they got to do is get in the playoffs. That's right. That's all that needs to happen. That's right. They can slow play like the Warriors yeah, look have at done. Buffalo's the third third team in the East right now. Yeah. And yeah, they're 40 to 1. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and they should be 40 to 1 yeah. because their defense is not to me is not playoff ready. Yeah. And you know, they have to come that what they've done in their recent win streak is come from behind mm-hmm. to win. That's that's a playoff team though. That Listen, all they got to do is win six out of every ten That's games right. going forward. They make the playoffs. That's right. Calculated. So I agree. They, they put themselves in a playoff spot. Right. It's theirs to lose right now. All they got to do is win six out of ten games. That's take, you know, 12 out of 20 points. Down, the rest of the way, you're going to make the playoffs. How about Vegas? 25 to 1 right now to get back there. I think it was inevitable there was going to be a step back. Just a fluky, fluky yeah, kind of first year. No, I mean, uh, fluky, in, stuff. fluky infers that they didn't do it because they weren't a good team. They were a good team. I just think the the, the initial season, the, the 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 way that rules for the expansion That's were right. built yep. for them. It's it, it didn't. It's not a. It, it was a surprise, not a shock. They were as good as they were last year, but inevitably there's going they, to be a step back. They got great goaltending, and yeah. they had the um, mentality of we're a bunch of castoffs. Yeah, right. Let's show them, the, right? To, to Paul's point, the expansion rules basically put them in rentals, yes, right? Correct. They, they had they had six or seven rentals from other teams, which and they 
absolutely maximized it. Which in the history of the National Hockey League, it's amazing what players are expiring have their contracts up at the end of the year, how yeah. well they play. Yeah. It's incredible. In a new city for Buffalo. With tons of fans. Yeah, right. it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm for them. Right. Okay, I, I, how to, about to tell you who's going to win the Stanley Cup right now? Uh, I, I don't know that I could, but I would tell you. I wouldn't bet Toronto, I'll tell you that. No, right. I wouldn't bet Toronto. Yeah. Um, you know, the Caps, who won it last year. 20 to 1. I, how about these 20 to 1s? You can get the Phillies, you can get the Washington Capitals, and you can get, what was the other Tampa one? Tampa Bay at. Wait, what was the other one? The Milwaukee Bucks at 20 to 1. Those are three bets worth making, in my opinion. <laughs> All right, final thing, golf. Yeah, this is my fun. territory here. This, this week, so we had to bring it up, right? Friday, Phil, correct? Yeah. Phil versus Tiger, $9 million uh, to the winner of the match. How about that number, by the way? $9 million? It's basically like winning the PGA Championship, right? It's half Don't you mil. get 10 mil? It's half a mil. Uh, for winning the FedEx Cup, yeah. you get a $10 million annuity. That's, That's essentially correct. what this is. Yes. It's crazy. Um, it's what it is, and but they, they already have a bet on hole one. Phil bet two hundred yeah. grand. Well, he bet a hundred grand in the press conference that he'd make a birdie in the first hole. Tigers, why don't you double it? Double it, yeah. So two hundred grand is it Phil's own money? Yeah, All probably. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. Can Phil's, is there gonna be going more to of that? Ch- but I thought it's going to charity, right? Didn't oh they yeah, say, all yeah. this. Then they say that's going to charity. Yeah. Any side Listen, bets are going to charity. They're they're getting some ancillary money aside from the nine million, of course, right? for pay per view and yeah. from sponsors, yeah, right? Bleach I mean, report money, yeah. Yeah. So you know, there's because listen, these guys they don't need to do this, right? So there, there's a, there's a lot of to me there's a lot on the line with this, um, with what they're doing with this will there be future matches in golf head to head because you don't often get it in a tournament anymore, mm-hmm. uh, especially with these players. Um, they're both great players. Phil makes some great points. Like, even the birdies, yeah. like, hey, look, man, you know, I'm, I'm one of the best short iron. might be the best ever, you know, short iron players, so I'm going to put it close. I'm going to make a birdie. And Tiger said, well, you know how you like to flare your two iron sometimes, right? So, which is also true. Um, so this, this should be a great match. Um, the betting will be interesting. The, the compet- Listen, they, they want to beat each other. Let's not kid ourselves. They, they want to win. The ego's here to, to win the match. Um, Tiger's not great in match play. Hasn't been recently. And, you know, if you lose a hole, so what? Right? If you're Phil, you're like, yeah, okay. Phil, Phil is the ultimate go-for-it golfer. This is, this, is, this is his deal. Yeah, 10 cup, right? Yeah. So he's, you know. He may have an advantage in this. I'm yeah. just saying, right? Uh, be- because he just he just goes for it all the time. That's been his style all the way. I, I love the fact that, yeah, they can bet um, on certain holes. I-, I hope they start betting on shots. Meaning... I was going to say, there's going to be more of that, right? There has to yeah. be, right? To make it compelling. Yeah. yeah. It's two guys golfing over an 18-hole match. It could yeah. be done by hole 15, whatever. There's got to be a little bit of... Hey Paul, I bet you missed this putt. Yeah, sure. I'll bet you fifty grand you yeah. miss it. Yeah, right. There's got to be some of that. And you say, you know what? Um, if I make it, it's a hundred. You know, whatever. <laughs> some of that's got. Does one be. of them have to say, "There's no gambling here at Shadow Creek, no, and I never miss." Pretty. There. This is you know, <laughs> and, and they actually did this years ago with poker stars. NBC did, uh, must not have uh, gone very well, but they were they were betting on every shot. Really? So like uh, Phil Hellmuth would be, um, or maybe Ivy. Here's one that would be uh, and Dan Negreanu. I think was doing it too. He'd be a uh, hundred yards away from the hole, and they'd be like, "Ah, twenty thousand bucks says you don't get it within thirty feet, right? Really? You know, they all right. I'll take the bet. Boom. <laughs> and, and they had a, they had a chip count and everything that they were betting. I think they bought in themselves with their own money, like they would a poker tournament. So, you know, to me, this is, uh, 
It's fascinating to see where this will go. Yeah. They've had skins games before where they win a hole right in money, but it's always been pot money. I, I'd always it, listen. These guys bet in practice rounds. Yeah. It happens, yeah. right? Uh, every amateur watching, you know, we all bet a little bit on golf. So to me, that'll be interesting to see what they what they bet on each hole and. Um, I think it's fine. I think it'll be fun. So, so Phil is plus one sixty. You you probably love that then, based on what you've said here. My my money would be on Phil. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because the money's Absolutely. on Tiger right now. Yeah, the mo- money's on Tiger. Tiger's had the better finish to the year. Yeah. In tournament, but yeah, they, Phil had a is, terrible year. <laughs> this is well, he won though. Yeah. He, he won. Uh, won. To me, this would be one of those things where I, I think this suits Phil's personality more. Yeah. Uh, the gambling go for it uh, situation. Not that you know. Tiger's a great competitor, uh, head to head, but just in, in matches, like he's hasn't been a strength as of late. So the the only thing I was thinking about because I always hasn't been for Phil. If you look at the Ryder Cup, Phil sucked in the Ryder yeah. Cup. So yeah, awful. I always think in the, in these terms, right? In terms of multi sports, and I was thinking this can't happen anywhere else, right? Like you can't have a a one on one basketball or or a one, even a one on one tennis because the injury risk is so high, right? Yes. I mean, and, yeah, and I even tennis, you can't really put guys out there like Federer and Nadal on some you know major stage. Just the injury risk of any other sport would be too much to risk, right? But they don't need to do it because Federer and Nadal meet That's right. often. That's right. right. There's no head-to-head for Tiger Phil like this. this I'm is trying to unique. think. NASCAR? Could you do NASCAR and just have two cars go out there and battle it? No. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> trying to think if Phil and Tiger, I'm trying to think of a pairing together in a final round. Yeah, it's happened, but it's definitely happened. Not, correct me if I'm wrong, but it has I, to have I, happened. I, you know, on a I'm Sunday? Gonna, I'm going to look. At, yeah, I'm talking final round. Sunday? You know, Phil playing Tiger. It's interesting. I don't. I, I can't recall, like, where they've been in the final group of the Masters. They've been maybe a group, you know, behind each other. But, you know, playing head-to-head um, just hasn't been. And these are the two icons in their 40s. I mean, these guys, wow. you know, were the guy. But yeah, give Phil credit. He's the one who said, hey, look. Tiger's got the money to where it's been in the PGA Tour. As good as I've been, like it's been, it's about Tiger. Yeah, and you look at what he's done to re, re uh, you know, reinfuse that. It's really interesting. It's I, I hated it when it first came out because it seemed so gimmicky, but now that it's here, and and I, I appreciate the uniqueness of it. Like like I said, I don't think this could happen anywhere else. All these other, even the All Star situations in every sport are a disaster right now, right? Like the Pro Bowl is a mess. NBA basketball All Star game is. 7,000 to 6,500, right? I mean, it's awful. So to me, this is golf sort of saying, we can do this and it'll be great and millions of people are going to pay a lot of money for this and I think it's going to benefit a lot of people. Not to mention, <laughs> I, I ran some some earnings numbers on these guys. Tiger's made $6 million over the past five years because of his injuries. He's made nothing on the course. And Phil's made ten over the past three. So a $9 million purse is... You know, not chump change for these guys right now at their age and their stage of their careers. All right. The Masters, 2001. They were paired wow. together the final round. Tiger had a one-stroke lead on Phil headed to the final wow. round. And Tiger shot 68 to win the Masters. Wow. To complete the Tiger Slam. He won all four consecutive majors there. Wow. So that's uh, – they've only – it's only been twice that they've been at, at, you know, Augusta. So the big events. It's only been – That's great. A couple times. So that's that's why this is so compelling. Yeah. Uh, to make it happen. Probably worth your 20 bucks, don't you think? Uh, I think so. Unfortunately, I have to coach a basketball game. Well, I mean, I like coaching basketball, and I, I thank the people <laughs> that the tournament the schedules right at 3 o'clock. <laughs> thank you. Um, I really appreciate that. <laughs> so by the time I get home, it'll be half over. Yeah, you'll be seeing highlights at that point. I'll be seeing highlights at that point. So I will not, uh, unfortunately, 
I'll just be have <laughs> to see the highlights and stuff after because <laughs> I was I was ready to go. I do a viewing party. I was going to go to. I was going to help host it. Mm. That's not happening now, thanks to the schedule makers. But I, oh I well. think it's great. Families always get oh some well. way. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. right. There That's you go. Exactly so. right. <laughs> All right. Well, that, hey, happy Thanksgiving is right. I uh, hope everybody has a great time. Hope you enjoyed listening to this. A lot of compelling stuff. I think we should uh, come and have beer more often, Mike. Yeah, deal. Um, yeah, deal yeah. sold on that. Um, happy Thanksgiving to Mike, you and your family. Paul, to you and your family. Thank you. Everybody out there. I'm Kevin Sylvester. Make sure you give us a good rating on iTunes. Check it out. Check out the premiere section at spottrack.com as it's we're just it's getting interesting all the money in sports and all the different things that we've discussed here for nearly an hour on the spottrack.com podcast <laughs>